0: Hello, America. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to an episode of the Sea Report. A brand new episode, actually. This is about episode number 459. And I welcome you all. Implicitly, uh, I am your host, Mr. C, also known as Michael Aaron Kossadis. It's great to be here today. It is March 21st, 2023. I hope all of you all are doing well out there. I'm doing pretty good myself. Um, just doing as well as can be expected, I guess you can say. There's a lot of things that I have on my mind and a lot of things in my notes I'd like to go over today. Um, So we'll probably just jump right in, Um, but I did want to thank for the new followers and subscribers over at our Rumble page, over at our Pills.net page, over at our Spotify um, account or page, however you want to call it. Um, if you are tuning into this broadcast, you like the work that I do, please make sure whatever app or platform that you are checking out the C-Report on, you hit the like button, you hit the subscribe or follow button, you hit that share button, and let people uh, know that America is awake and the C-Report sees it all. Or something like that. But thanks for being here either way. Um, You know, uh, yesterday's episode or I should I say yesterday, but, you know, like right now I'm doing a whole bunch of um, I'm pre-recording my episodes and uploading them um, for the time being. And, I you know, I've uh, I recently started responding to Uh, communications, emails, stuff like that from uh, audience members, uh, concerned acquaintances, peers, etc. So I just, you know, I did want to thank all of you all who've been reaching out to me uh, since I've been off the air in January. Um, You know, I hadn't mentioned it um, until now. Uh, But I did have a death in the family. My mother passed away. And um, that's why I have not been on the air. That's why I have chosen not to go back on the air for the moment. I mean, live anyways. Um, But in the meantime, you know, I I just... This is my forum. This is my means. This is my way. This is my uh, catharsis, right? Uh, I don't go to uh, therapy. I just talk to the American people on my show right? So, um, for all of you guys who've been hanging out with me this whole time and been asking, thank you again for your thoughts and concerns. I, uh, I know, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't really care about consistency of, you know, the show. I mean, I mean, of course I find out in the past two years when I've been consistent, you know, organically things grow, but, um, I'm not on anyone's schedule per se. I'm not on your schedule. I'm not on their schedule. I'm not on the boss's schedule. I'm on my schedule, you know? And so, um, I have the liberty of not being consistent. Um, if I were really amping to push this show and make money and be famous and popular, I'd probably be on it, you know, 24 seven, right? I mean, I, that's the kind of work ethic I have, but, uh, I got other things going on in my life and, um, I'm trying to do the best that I can with what I have, ladies and gentlemen. And the most the most I, I really ever seek to get out of this is to encourage others and inspire others and motivate others um, into action, you know? It's it, it, not just the listening to of my life, right? I don't know. Things get so weighed in the quagmire sometimes of everything that's going on. It's it's easy to see how things get kind of confused every now and then, Um, you know, today they were supposed to arrest President Trump. Uh, So I wanted to speak about that. I mean, we have, what? oh, is it any coincidence that they're trying to arrest Trump and they're also issuing, what, an arrest warrant for President Putin in Russia? It's not a coincidence, ladies and gentlemen, not at all. So kind of want to speak about that uh, and a few other things that have been on my mind. Uh, so we'll see how the show goes. Um if you are joining us over at, because I just started uploading episodes again to pill.net. That platform's been growing since I've been off the air. Um, and uh, let's see here uh, rumble.com. Uh, like I said, that's why I wanted to thank the new subscribers to all those platforms. We just, because I've been uploading the uh, pre-records over to rumble. And then, uh, you know, a couple of other things. If you're over at Odyssey, we do have a handful of subscribers over at Odyssey. That's O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com. Uh, we're there as well. You know, um, I'll be uploading these on podcast version. Of course, uh, the first two are going to get it is going to be our Spotify audience at the moment uh, because it's the most easily accessible and easy to upload. Um, so, uh, we'll be doing that. Um, I'm I'm doing some other things here, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Spotify audience member, just pay attention to our C report page for, uh, further updates coming soon. And again, if you're a subscriber, um, I thank you very much for your monetary support and your exchange for the information and the work that I do for you. I greatly appreciate it. Um, I mean, otherwise I'm not, (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm not on the air hundred percent right now also because of the fact that, you know, it does cost to stream and stuff like that. So, uh, we'll be working on all that stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, like I said, this is for my leisure, you know, I'm not trying to make a business out of this, although, you know, it would be some kind of wonderful if I could just sit here and talk to you guys and express my opinions and viewpoints and points of research to you guys. And, uh, you know, I could, I could continue do the, doing this comfortably, but that's hardly the point. So, um, I'll be here for now. Um, we'll talk about Trump. We'll talk about a few other things. Uh, there's just, you know, move news is just moving so quickly. I mean, but that's something that anyone could, could say, I guess, you know, um, like for, you know, for example, like, you know, yesterday uh, in, in the previous, I keep saying yesterday, but in the previous episode, uh, we were going through the Twitter files. Now I will say, I mean, I, my, my full intention was to read through Twitter file drop number 18 and 19. Um, I have a night, I have a feeling that that's going to come separately, like as a separate project outside of an episode, but I'll probably upload it to the websites or figure something out. You know, I mean, you could go to Mr. Taibbi's um, Twitter page and um, whomever else is involved in the, the current uh, Twitter drops, and you could read them there for yourselves. Of course, I mean, I would also suspect that that's a reason why many Americans have not heard about the Twitter files is because they're not reading them and they cannot be bothered to. And, of course, the mainstream, lamestream, shamestream, mockingbird pedophile predatory fake news media is not reporting on it so uh i guess i can get i can understand why americans will never know about the twitter files can you imagine how frustrating that must be for people i mean you know people on our side uh, i i I don't want to say on our side of the aisle because you know you know i'm registered as i am but i just don't really see it but like How frustrating for people like us who've known this, you know, I mean, there are several shows that have been around that are, some of them are mainstream, but you know, I'm I'm talking about like, you know, conservative type shows, right? America first type shows, even if they don't call themselves America first, there are some shows that are still that, you know, and they say the same thing. We've known that, you know, everything that happened was all a shim, sham flim, flam, right? I mean, they all say the same thing thing and um in regards to the twitter files uh, revealing uh the government collusion with big tech media news media corporations uh journalists in the mainstream etc and several uh you know uh, governmental agencies you know whether whether it's on the topic of covid or whether it's on the topic of censorship and elections. Ladies and gentlemen, it happened. My audience knows about this. You know, uh, people in this same field know about this. People who are respectable, who have jobs, that are about actually, they know all this. I'm talking about people who are like involved in the government that know this. People involved in the uh, media that know this. People know that everything that happened as being revealed by the Twitter files, when it happened before the Twitter files dropped. So it's time for the leftists, or those who are left leaning, or those who are non-conservative, or those who are not Trump supporters, or those who just could not see it for the last three, four, five years, for whatever reason, to wake up, you know? And that was kind of the discourse and conversation that I was having When I was talking about the Twitter files, you know, is the uh, relevance that it has not to those who have been in the know, but to those who are nudging awake, those on the fence, those on the line, those who are half asleep, half awake, those who know something's going wrong in this country at the back of their head. But they just can't seem to get past that cognitive dissonance point, that barrier that will not allow them to um, commiserate ladies and gentlemen, with truth and fact, you know? Uh, But when I was doing that, um, when I was going over that hearing, because like I said, I wanted to do the Twitter files, but the hearing was just so much more, you know, than the actual files. Of course, we have the uh, censorship industrial complex. You know, uh, we have uh, Taibbi and Schellenberger giving a pretty name to something that has been i mean what what are all the leftists and the democrats going to say oh we had a moment in 2023 where we had a journalist a so-called journalist in our uh, in our camp bring up the censorship industrial complex and president eisenhower like, we've never heard about the military industrial complex, the academic industrial complex, the medical industrial complex, the insurance industrial complex. How many more election, oh, the election rigging industrial complex? How many more complexes does America have to have? Well, they named the censorship industrial complex. In a hearing under oath in Washington, D.C. on penalty of perjury, ladies and gentlemen, can you get any more defined in that? You can't. I mean, you're in front of a panel of lawmakers under oath, under penalty of perjury, something that maybe the younger generations don't understand. What does penalty of perjury mean? That means if you lie, you get in trouble, okay? So you don't lie when you're under oath. Because you will serve time, you will pay a fine. Whatever it is that the penalty is, depending on the court that you're in, it's gonna happen unless, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, you're working for the fixed side. We've got fixed people in this world, you know, It's not just uh, it's not just a way of being for the mob. Oh wait, did I say the mob? You know, uh, there's just so much ladies and gentlemen, but, you know, just to stay on ball, like, you know, with how everything is just going, 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 going gone, you know, like, uh, we're talking about the, um, we're talking about the, uh, Twitter file hearing, right? from yesterday. And, you know, really the way that I wanted to go about doing it, like in my perfect eye of time and a staff to help put all this shit together, like to go through every single person on that panel, right? All of the representatives who are there taking the testimony, all the Democrats, all the Republicans. And, you know, because like, I see a lot of these people, you know, the time and the resources that goes into the, I, you know, do a deep dive into everyone on that subcommittee. Like I skipped Harriet Hageman, right? Now, don't get me wrong, you know, I vote conservative because um, there is this subterfuge that most Republicans and conservatives who are in office or who are running for office put up that say, I want to restore the republic. I want to save America. I believe in making America great again. So they, uh, you know, and aside from that, they they have all these values that align with my values. Okay. So it really has nothing to do with the fact that they're Republican, or that they have the color red, or that they're even conservative. It just so happens that my values align with them, you know? So, you know, you take Harriet Hageman, for example, and, you know... (laughs) I didn't mention her when I was talking about this hearing the other day on this podcast, but like you talk about this big bulking figure, right? I think I put in my notes that Harriet Hagman is a big bulging woman. <laughs> I'm like, where do they get these people from? Like, I mean, is she, I mean, okay, uh, you know, like I said, I, I tend to vote conservative, okay, but like Harriet Hagman literally looks like a caricature. Of a man woman from the show South Park. <laughs> like you could see it. Like, I like where do they, well, you know, God bless Harriet Hageman and the people of Wyoming for kicking out uh Lizard Cheney, but I'm just saying, where did they get these people from? You know, I wanted to do a deep dive into a lot of these people. And you know, I see this article talking about the um about the uh, ranking member okay you guys remember the ranking member because i i still would like to share these hearings on my rumble page as soon as i'm set up for that i'll probably do it even though they're going to be like a month removed but these are pretty important hearings okay and uh i think i said something like i don't know if you know stacy plaskett is like another big Mike, you know, Stacey Plaskett being the ranking member who was fighting and arguing with Jim Jordan, the chair of the subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government and the FBI, et cetera, you know, and I'm like, why is this woman? I thought she was new. I mean, she's a delegate. Okay. From the United States Virgin Islands, a representative, she has no voting rights. Okay but she's a delegate. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, why is this woman, why does she have such animosity? Like, is she trying to make a name for herself is really kind of what my thoughts were. And then I see these articles. Okay. And again, I apologize for the listeners of the C report who would like to, I don't know, maybe reference the information that I talk about over at the C I used to I used to maintain a resources page, but, you know, I'm working all by myself. So between putting on a show, putting it together, doing the research and typing out a whole bunch of links for resources, it's time consuming. Okay, so I apologize if those resources aren't there now, but maybe sometime in the future we'll do it again. Uh, but, you know, I like I said, these articles I saw and the, the number one thing I saw about Stacey Plaskett, for example, was that she's involved with Epstein. OK. <laughs> and so there are the there were two articles that like popped out at me. Uh, and I don't remember what I was observing and or watching or anything. Right. Uh, but I. Um, i was like holy crap you see i wanted to deep dives on these people the time of day isn't here the resources aren't there either um this uh article from um and let me make sure if this is correct if it's not uh, attributed somewhere else no so this is from headline usa okay and it says, um, Representative Stacy Plaskett of the Virgin Islands, the ranking member of a committee formed to investigate the weaponization of government agencies, has made headlines in recent weeks for her full-throated defense of the FBI, including her attacks against journalists and bureau whistleblowers. Nearly four years ago, Plaskett was making headlines for an even more nefarious reason. According to reports from the time, Plaskett was under scrutiny for declining to return donations made from deceased billionaire Jeffrey Epstein, who was once a resident of Plaskett's U.S. Virgin Islands. So that was interesting, right? So then, you know, I did a little digging. I found this one article. It says, uh, this is from um, July 8th, 2019. Okay. And it says here Democrat Congresswoman unlikely to return contribution from accused child molester Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, And this came from uh, CNBC.com and yeah. Yeah, she looks like a big Mike, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, wealthy political financier and accused child molester Jeff Epstein uh, contributed directly to Democrat Representative Stacey Plaskett's last two campaigns for Congress. The U.S. Virgin Islands lawmaker has decided she will be keeping the cash even after Epstein's arrest in New York, at least for now. Mike McQueary, a spokesperson uh, for Plaskett's office, told CNBC she has no immediate plans to refund the donation I'm pretty sure she's not, he said, and later confirmed in a follow-up phone call to verify her position that his boss is unlikely to return the contribution. He declined to comment further about the investigation and how Plaskett knew Epstein. Since the Virgin Islands is considered a territory, its representative in the House of Representatives is a delegate with limited voting power. Plaskett is involved with committees and has certain responsibilities on the floor, but not if her vote is going to be decisive. Still, the decision by Plaskett is significant as it shows that at least one politician is remaining defiant with holding on to donations from Epstein, even after Epstein's arrest. He's been accused of sexually exploiting dozens of underage girls between 2002 and 2005, according to prosecutors. So uh, it says here also, Epstein, who owns an entire private island in the Virgin Islands called Little St. James, contributed to... $2,700 to Plaskett. The most an individual donor can give directly to a candidate in both the primary and the general election during her 2018 run for re-election, according to a Federal Election Commission record. In 2016, he wrote two separate $2,700 checks for Plaskett, including one during her primary campaign, which she eventually won. She finished the 2018 congressional midterms, raising just over $359,000. Plaskett appears to be one of the few candidates that received a donation from Epstein's last cycle. The Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee saw a $10,000 check from him in October, but immediately sent it back. Epstein historically has been a staunch financial supporter of Democrats. He's also been friends with President Donald Trump. They have to always put that in there, even though everyone knows Trump kicked him out and got rid of him, right? Uh, So there you go. There was that. And then it was like the very next day, ladies and gentlemen, you had Congresswoman Stacey Plaskett. Oh, wait, this is one says that she's keeping her donations still. Come on now. You know, she didn't keep them. Okay, where's the article? Uh, Next one. Oh, so she's she still likely? I swear I saw an article that had a headline that she was turning her money back in. I guess I could be wrong. Uh, let's see here. Would you just go away, ads by Google? Go, Ogle? I cannot stand it. Like, I am not... I don't even have you as my main browser. Why do you still pop up? Anyways. Okay, here we go. Congresswoman backtracks on keeping Epstein donations. So this was uh, July 9th. It was literally the next day after that first article that I read to you came out. Uh, Stacey Plaskett changed course, vowing to part ways with campaign donations she received from convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. The lawmaker who represents the U.S. Virgin Islands said in a statement that she will match the amount she received over the years from Epstein and donate the funds to organizations in her district that work with women and children. So um, she did an about face from the, the, the day prior. OK, this Plaskett did. But, you know, you have to wonder when it comes to all of these things. And I don't think that it's fair to say that it falls into the realm of conspiracy theory. But if this woman's receiving like thousands of dollars from Jeffrey Epstein, you kind of wonder if that's kind of like a uh, turn your head, turn your cheek kind of a donation. I mean, that's the way I think it would seem to a lot of people. But, you know, I just thought that that was an interesting story and read, you know, And, and, and it just further showed why my instincts about wanting to look at these people was so uh, profound um, whenever I was putting the episode together. I was yeah. part of the reason why the episode took so long to even get out, you know, because um, trying to follow the stories, a follow up on these people, do a little bit of research. You know, there's more information out there, you know, about these things. But um, yeah, so Plaskett had connections to Epstein. She gave her money back, you know, she gave the money back or, you know, I mean, they say they did. But uh, I guess someone else would have to do a follow-up on that, ladies and gentlemen. Someone else would have to do a follow-up on that. How about someone from the U.S. Virgin Islands? Anyone over there care about America? How about you uh, give us some information on your own backyard? You know, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if we had like a network of like, I don't know, 50 to 70 people who are individually in their states and only focused on their states and brought updates about what's going on in their state so that we could have a better picture, a better view, a better map of what's going on in our nation per state so that then we could work together, right? Uh, um, Synchronistically, unanimously, however to uh, try and map some of this crap out that's going on, because especially things are going on so quick, you know? Uh, yeah, another good example here is the th- the whole fall of the Silicon Valley Bank, which I know people have been wanting me to talk about and to kind of put a focus on, but come on, guys, let's get real. Like, um, they are saying that this was what gonna be due to a collapse in our economy, okay? You know, you dig a little bit deeper deeper, and you start looking into other stories, right? You know, the story that's coming out of Arizona from the Jonathan Thaler, John Thaler, and Jacqueline Brager um, uh, testimony, which is still a thing. You know, it's insane how it feels and seems like so many people are covering this up. I mean, this story, even though it has legs, seems like... People do not want to touch this. I mean, it's interesting to see the very, very limited amount of individuals out there who are actually touching this, you know. And I have to give credit back to where credit is due. I apologize. I I pronounced her name wrong. Kai, I forgot her name. Totally together, Swinnick. I, I believe I called her Melissa Swinnick. It's Michelle Swinnick. She has a show, and she, uh, she was, uh, I guess one. Of, I, I would say she's probably one of the or uh, the originals for talking about this. I mean, at least within. You know, since it happened in the last month or two, not like she's O.G. OG from back in the day and she knows everything about the cartels and how they're running America. No, I think you'd have to go to uh, Mike Gill for that, ladies and gentlemen. OK, so credit where credit is due, like I'm saying, at least she is staying on this button. Now, I, uh, I, I am very tempted to... And I haven't yet because there's so much going on, but like get into uh some of the, the nitty-gritty with like Arizona politics. Because you know, an investigative and a legislative investigation, while not a criminal investigation, sounds like something totally reasonable to me. And that's something that the people of Arizona are calling for right now because of what has happened with this uh, Jacqueline Brager drop. Now. It is an absolute shame, America, when people will put um people will put profits before the salvation of their own country. Um, but that's the way the ball seems to be dropping. That's the way the cookie seems to be crumbling, at least in regard to this John Thaler thing. Like, we're gonna have to wait till his book comes out to like you know, uh, arrest people, solve, uh, solve, uh, the restoration problems in America to save this nation. We really have to wait. Like, isn't that, that's the shame. Like, you know, if you want to save America, you got to pay-per-view, right? Like what the hell, right? You know, like, do you really care about your country? And I'm not trying to put Thaler on, um, a spoke. So to speak, but I mean, just, what I'm saying is it sucks when that's the way it's got to go. But, you know, I mean, I guess people will monetize anything that they can, so you know that's why I was saying when I was first talking talking about the Thaler thing is I guess we're gonna have to wait till the book comes out to see and maybe that's what everyone's doing everyone's waiting for the book to come out right because I mean or maybe there's investigations or maybe there's uh, cases that we don't even see going on that are happening behind the scenes I don't know okay but you know the Johnlin John John Taylor Jackie Brager testimony. That has caused so many disturbances in the force for the conservatives, the Republicans, the Rhino establishment, the Uniparty, because now they are under, they are now under the light. They're under a hot lamp right now, conservative Republicans who supposedly are for America, who want to save America, allegedly who are America first, supposedly, right? Like uh they're under the hot light now. I don't think that they realized exactly how much scrutiny they would be in the year 2023. I told you guys, I told you guys, moving forward, you will not look at elections, politicians, or legislation the same ever again come 2023, year, 2024. You're not gonna look at the same. You're gonna be looking at everything, every single detail, every single action, inflection, gesture. You're gonna, you're going to put all of these people on mute. Okay. You're gonna put every politician on mute, and you're just gonna look at your their actions and you're gonna ask yourself, what are they doing? And then you're gonna think about what that means. Don't listen to their words. In 2023, mute all these bastards, okay? Put them on mute. And just watch what they do, because they were not expecting us to be this awake, even this far into 2023. They thought we were going to be asleep. Six months after the 2020 election. Fat chance establishment. Fat chance So uh, there are a lot of things I would like to kind of dig into, like, uh, you know, I saw um, Senator um, Doug Mastriano on Steve Bannon's War Room recently talking about uh, what happened um, in uh, East Palestine in Ohio. Right, so you know, and, and that my first thought was, wait, I don't, I don't know the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania's uh, like political, you know, system. Like, are they allowed to keep being a senator or whatever elected position after they've run for president? But his um, his current uh, office uh, does not end until 2024. So I was like, okay, all right. So like, he's in office of 2024. So even though Doug Mastriano lost, <clears throat> well, I would say stole, it was stolen uh, from him, his election. Uh, he's still a, a sitting member of the Pennsylvania Commonwealth Senate, which, you know, is pretty cool. But I, that's another thing I would have to dig in. You know, I was looking into some of the Mastriano stuff, you know, um, because I had mentioned him before uh, and there were so many. I mean, I was focused on Texas. I was focused on Arizona, particularly during the 2022 midterms. Like those were the two states that I had my focus on. I I really I mean, I am I'm 100 percent Doug Mastriano, Colonel Mastriano supporter. But, you know, um, I didn't get to pay attention to the Pennsylvania races as closely as I would like to. Yeah. And and Colonel Mastriano, um, he conceded in within five days of his race or about five days, you know, he didn't want to at first. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what was going on in Pennsylvania. I mean, we all know it was stolen. I mean, look at the Oz uh, slash uh, McCormick race. I mean, that was a disaster. Right. So I don't know if they got to Mastriano or what they did. Um, but or if he's part of the rig system you know because um we have to be realistic america we have to look at what they do and not what they say okay uh we're at a point where we can no longer make concessions guys we cannot make concessions we cannot make deals we cannot tit for tat okay We have to be strong in our resolve for what we want as Americans or these fake politicians or these politicians, these fake patriots are going to continue to uh, bamboozle us. They're going to continue to deceive us. They're going to continue to ruin, destroy and um, be rid of this great nation. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, you know, I don't know at this point, you know, I mean, it can be said either way. I mean, there's some people who are really in the know, right? Some people who are really in the know who could really tell you where someone might be standing politically could really give you a serving of that individual's history as a, um, as a uh, as a uh, as an explanation for why these people are not for this nation are not America first do not want to save America and do not want to make America great again. Unfortunately, that information doesn't always get out. At least not with the receipts. At least not enough for people like me to hook onto it and dig into it. You know, if someone says, "Ah, this person is so and so and so and so and does this and this and that," but yet they come off like they're save America. You know, I'm my my my. I might've been awake for a minute guys, but you know, I haven't been able to poke into all the details for the last 10 or, you know, 10 and a half years. Right. Um, but you know, those details are important. Right. And, and it's important that those details get out there for people to chase them down. Right. Um, for people to present the story, but you know, also, and it's it's not anyone's fault, but, you know, in the current climate that we have as far as information and particularly shows like this and podcasts like this, because you really don't see so many lefty podcasts that are this passionate about politics, if you think about it, right? Because I think after a while, they'd probably feel like idiots, right? they'd probably feel pretty naked knowing that the things that they're advocating for just because they're on party lines make absolutely no sense and are a detriment to our civilization mm-hmm. you know but um many patriots will do these types of shows and and you know there are some of these people who get so i mean is are where are their priorities right they're like uh, withholding information because they can monetize it or the stuff like that. Right. Like, you know, that's, you know, my thing was always, if it's pertinent information, it's free. Right. And then if it's a, uh, if, if it's, if it's dressed up pretty in post-production and I make a, you know, I make a production out of it, that might be behind a paywall. I n- never really gotten that far in my life, ladies and gentlemen, with the broadcast that I've been doing. Um, but, uh, it makes sense that you would not have a paywall if you have a mission of saving your country. So anyways, but then, you know, some people get into hiding information or into sequestering information, you know? Um, and some people will do it now because they don't want the fake ones to get in on a story and get popular, you know, which is also an interesting take on the whole situation. But It is what it is, right? It is what it is. Who cares anymore, right? We're just going to keep on fighting and doing our thing here. I'll do my thing on my corner of the web and all of you other people butt out and do your own thing, okay? And that's kind of the way it's got to be, okay? I don't need people monitoring my intentions and stuff like that, but um, I think it's basically it's not their business. I mean, you know, America, saving America, restoring America. Yeah, that's everyone's business. But you know what? I'm just going to cut this little segment here out in post. Like, last, like, 30 seconds. Anyways. You'll see it. You'll see it if you're a subscriber. Anyhow. uh, So, getting back into these things. So, a lot of things going on. <laughs> I told you it's the generic word whisker. A lot of things going on here. Um... So with Doug Mastriano, I was kind of, I was kind of curious about that. Not sure how much, but you know, he's still running. Uh, I mean, he's still, he's still in the Senate of Pennsylvania. Uh, But you know, I was rather curious about that. You know, these days you can never be too sure. Like with the whole Wendy Rogers situation. And I'm going to go ahead and put Senator Borelli into this group too. Now, like I said Uh, A few episodes ago, we had this situation where Mark Fincham was coming to the defense of Sonny Borelli, um, Senator Borelli. But, you know, like I said, you know, if you look at how uh, the pantomime of politics takes place in state houses like Texas, like you can have like. Like a plus straight conservative voting reps and senators, uh, because somewhere in the entire legislative process, they already know. The bill that will help America that their constituents want, but they're not going to do because they work for the establishment, will get killed by someone else in the legislative body at some other part in the process. Okay, I mean, it's the biggest bamboozling of Americans and I should say Texans that has ever taken place and we can track it. Okay, is that the way the rest of America works? I kind of feel like it does. You know, the speaker of the House and the power that they have, et cetera. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, you know, like the situation with uh, and we'll jump into this real quick um, uh, uh, with the Silicon Silicon Valley Bank, with uh, everything that's going. And that's all that people were reporting on. You know, I feel like the Silicon Valley Bank was a big thing. I feel like it was a big sort of a distraction in a way. But then, you know, um, tuning into things and finding out about other situations. And and this is something that we're going to talk about. And kind of flesh out in a future episode, talking about the Silicon Valley bank collapse, and then um, watching documentaries, hearings, recorded recorded uh, I don't, recorded pr- not presentations, but you know uh, inquisitions. I don't know, like all of these things. Um, uh, surrounding a man by the name of Mike Gill from the state of New Hampshire. And this actually resonates rather loudly with me. And this is another thing I'm saying that nobody is talking about this. Nobody is talking about the cartels. This has to do with the Pandora Papers. Okay. Now the Pandora Papers was something that I was aware of when it occurred. When was it? Like 2017, 2018 ish, maybe. Maybe, maybe 2019. I don't remember when the Pandora Papers happened. I was not actively scanning news at the time that that happened. It's something I need to definitely go back to, ladies and gentlemen. And a lot of people out there in this audience and beyond will be familiar with what the Pandora Papers are. Right. Uh, they uh, uh, summary, they um, divested information about those uh, bank accounts are offseas, uh, money laundering schemes, et cetera. Like all that stuff came out in the Pandora Papers. And um, according to the Pandora Papers, the biggest money laundering scheme, uh, it was like nine hundred billions of dollars worth was coming out of the state of New Hampshire. All of this, uh, uh, oh, pardon my confirmation bias, ladies and gentlemen, but to me, all of this starts to make sense when you think about, uh, think about the Wyndham, New Hampshire 2020 election audit and the way that went down. Okay, And, and so you have to, I mean, it was a totally fraudulent survey, I mean, survey or uh, audit, right? Like they didn't do anything that showed anything, uh, uh, Harry, Hursty ran the scheme. Uh, Philip Stark bailed out early because he knew that it was bad. Right. And, you know, but what else is going on in New Hampshire now? You know, I had not been able to catch up with some of the election integrity fighters in New Hampshire, but there was one lady whom I had heard speaking on um, Lindell TV, Mike Lindell TV um, about how she was fighting for elections and their security and fairness in her state, and that she had come up against a lot of opposition. She'd been attacked, etc. Um, you know, and 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 so I'm thinking, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, New Hampshire. The the number one thing that connects with me and New Hampshire, aside from the Wyndham Township 2020 election audit. Again, is the reference of, uh, I guess at the time, he was Governor Sununu to the uh, Franklin North, uh, Franklin, Nebraska. Okay, let me do this real quick on the air here. Uh, Franklin, Nebraska. Boys Town. Like That was a thing his name came up in that now chris anunu the current governor of new hampshire okay that's one thing all right but his father his name came up in the 1980s boystown investigation stuff i'm not even kidding you guys so um it, it, all of that kind of connects ladies and gentlemen to me about the situation when Uh, You have this I guess I guess he was a multimillionaire at the time, um, Mike Gill, who is trying to uh, to expose the American cartel that is running out of New Hampshire. And this has connections all over the country. Again, it's something else that people don't seem to want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, so that's a that's a big deal, ladies and gentlemen. That's a big deal, okay. And uh, what was it was John Sununu. Let me see here, Governor John Sununu. I think that was his dad's name, John Sununu. And I don't know if I'll find anything, but they reference his father as being part in the, in the whole George H. W. Bush White House. And oh no, no, it was the Reagan. I forgot George H. W. was the vice president. And the Reagan White House ladies and gentlemen um, is the Franklin cover-up scandal of child sex family in boys town still happening today Oh, the Sununu family and client climate change over the years interesting we'll pull that we'll pull that one up um there's a lot of interesting stuff here. I want Sununu. Okay, now let's go ahead and do a custom date range. Oh, we're going to go back, America. Let's go back to 1980. There was nothing in 1980, but let's do it anyways. 1995, okay. Because you'd be like, nothing. I'm doing a custom date range, okay? Okay. Governor Sununu called anything but shy. Sununu and the Jews. Okay. (laughs) What? Sununu resigns in 1991, huh? How interesting. They actually have these papers up here. Sununu, no decision on White House jobs. Sununu known for attacks on Dukakis. Seen as a possible running mate. Bush named Sununu chief of staff. Fuller prompted. Now you see Jeb Bush also had something to do with this recently as well. Now Sununu worked as the chief of staff for George H.W. Bush. Jeb Bush's daddy. Hello. And they were behind some of this alleged trafficking as well ladies and gentlemen okay we talked about a lot of this topic on that show i uh, was running for a while called seat in the dark and that on that show specifically we would tackle these um we would tackle these topics that are a little bit heavier than uh you know your your average uh topic ladies and gentlemen like the human trafficking, the child sex trafficking, the abuse, the SRA stuff, etc. Um, but I don't see... I don't see a whole lot here that would corroborate that story. Let's see here. James Baker third. Was en route to Athens to Rome. Athens to Rome when he decided to put an end to the story that he was threatening to become the first full-fledged scandal of his career. What does this ha- James Baker III? How many James Bakers are there, guys? <laughs> this is an article from 1991. Okay, how many James Bakers are there? Okay. <laughs> That's what I want to know, okay? That's what I want to know. What does it say? Uh, the town is buzzing amid about the scandal du jour, this one involving the frequent flyer practices of John Sununu. For the past two months, the White House chief of staff has stubbornly refused to talk to the press as the Air Sununu story soared higher and higher. President Bush, in a slap at his top aide, has taken, his, taken away his travel authority. Sununu has defiantly defiantly commandeered a government limousine to ferry him to a New York stamp auction. He has kicked up another fuss by soliciting a businessman with government contracts for a corporate jet to fly him to Chicago. Now, amid growing calls for his scalp, Sununu finally decides to play defense. He puts out a statement recycling the classic Ronald Reagan phrase from the days of Iran Contra, mistakes were made. But it is too little and too late. The career-threatening crisis continues. These two incidents, of course, are relatively minor blips in the vast constellation of issues facing the public. We're not talking Watergate here, yet the question lingers. Why did Baker emerge from his brief ordeal virtually unscathed while Sununu remains a national symbol of pig-headed arrogance? A large part of the answer is that Baker is the quintessential damage control specialist, a man who has tirelessly cultivated reporters over the years. Sununu, by contrast, holds the press in open contempt and has an equally dangerous tendency to stiff arm his adversaries in government, some of whom were eager to even the score when the high-flying chief of staff ran into turbulence. This is like a story about nothing. (laughs) Nothing. But more than just personality is at work in these cases, there are other forces swirling around Washington that determine whether a budding scandal achieves hurricane force or blows out to sea. It's like a plane crash, says defense lawyer Stanley Brand, a former House counsel who now advises the targets of ethics investigations. There has to be a confluence of factors that come together at once to get enough momentum for people to pay attention. There's the entertainment factor. Sex, drugs, ostentatious wealth, and proximity to famous names all help determine whether a story will play in Peoria. If a businessman from the hinterlands obtains $500,000 in insider loans, that's likely to be a one-day story. If he spends the money on BMWs, yachts, and blonde bimbos, it may drag on for weeks. Okay, so, I mean, that's all this one had to say about Sununu. Oh, curry. Okay, what's this one? Oh, you bastards. Okay, oh wait, wait. Did I get it? Did I get it? Dang it, I didn't get it. Hold on. Oh, wait, I got it. No, wait, I didn't get it. Hold on. Hold the door, ladies and gentlemen. I am currently uh, attempting to... Fuck. Oh, pardon my language. I am currently attempting to get beyond the paywall at the New York Times. Okay, I think I I think I got I may not maybe I didn't get it. Uh what does it say here? The New York Times Sununu resigns under fire as chief aide to president cites fear of hurting Bush. Okay. John H. Sununu resigned today as the White House chief of staff, telling President Bush that he feared he would be a drag on the president's reelection campaign after months of bruising political attacks in which he had become the symbol of the increasing disarray in Mr. Bush's domestic policy team. Mr. Sununu and the White House portrayed the departure as voluntary, but it followed meetings in which Mr. Bush listened to Mr. Sununu's arguments that he should stay on and then decided to follow the advice of top-level Republicans who urged the removal of his chief of staff. Cheney, a possible candidate. What the hell? Okay. I want to read that now. I mean, that's about as much of the article as I can get, but Cheney, a possible what? (laughs) A possible replacement candidate? Are you serious? Wow. How long have the Cheneys been hanging out with the Bushes? That's the next thing you guys got to ask. I know that's a little bit before a lot of our time, but you know, if you really want to make a lot of sense of any of this stuff, you have to go back and you have to read. Sorry, you have to read. Anyways, so I'm not seeing any of the Sununu uh, allegations in any of these um, magazines here. December 4th, 1991, Sununu resigned, ending a stormy three-year tenure as President Bush's most powerful advisor on domestic policy. This is 1991, y'all. Okay, not, this is 20 years ago, all right? This is not 19, uh, this is not 2001, all right? (laughs) Um uh, but nothing here about uh, about this about the um I guess it was only in uh... it was only in uh... it was only in speech. From Waterville Valley to a gold mine, Sun family interests built on political clout from 2017. When Chris Sununu takes office Thursday, he'll be the youngest governor in the country, but his arrival will also be a restoration of sorts for his family. The Sununus have been New Hampshire's first family before, back in the 1980s, when Chris Sununu's father, John H. Sununu, was governor. But plenty has changed since then, including the family's business interests. One measure of how the Sununu family's fortunes have changed since the last time a Sununu sat in the corner office can be seen in John H. Sununu's official portrait hanging in the state house. A detail in that portrait is a family picture showing the Sununus, including uh, all eight children posing at a ski resort. Back then, Waterville Valley was the family's favorite, favorite vacation spot. Now the Sununus own the resort. They bought it in 2010 and made Chris CEO. It's a whole different world than I was growing up skiing, Chris Sununu said during his gubernatorial campaign. Skiing is just a great family activity, and we were just fans and season pass holders for a long time. Okay, so there's that, ladies and gentlemen. It says, uh, it goes on to say, though, other things have changed, too. John H. When John H. Sununu decided not to seek a fourth term as governor, he would soon become President George H.W. Bush, Bush's chief of staff. One reason he gave was low pay. So this is what I'm saying about the connection to all of that, ladies and gentlemen. You had uh, the Sununu's in New Hampshire coming up as being part of this American cartel that's running... Uh, fentanyl, child trafficking, probably a lot of drugs, probably other human trafficking, probably weapons trafficking, Um, bribing and blackmailing uh, politicians, uh, judges, lawyers, DAs across the United States. You have Chris Sununu. I mean, you have John Sununu, former governor of New Hampshire, whose name is tied to the Franklin, Nebraska cover-up of Boys Town. You have the George H.W. vice presidency and the Reagan White House tied to the Boys Town Nebraska cover-up in Franklin, Nebraska. Then you have Sununu going from being governor of New Hampshire, where according to the Pandora Papers, we have the largest money laundering and cartel operation running in the world. Okay, to the tune of billions of dollars. The tune of billions of dollars. You have George H.W. Bush and the New Hampshire cartel. Now, Sununu goes into the White House, okay? So now these people can begin to fortify their network throughout the nation, okay? They can begin to spread, okay? Sununu as governor was working with VP Bush underneath Ronald Reagan and just absolutely desecrating the office of VP and the White House with this Franklin operation, okay? Then the Franklin operation gets blown open. It goes away. And Sununu becomes the chief of staff for George H.W. Bush, who was assisting that trafficking operation. See, the Bushes and the Clintons and all of them, apparently, they all go back very far as crime families, okay? And so that's one of the things that this uh, gentleman by the name of Mike Gill was talking about. But this is all tied to New Hampshire specifically, okay? So, and according to Mike Gill, the Silicon, the Silicon Valley Bank and its um, its uh, failure had nothing to do with the economy, with the Federal Reserve, banks, uh, rates changes, etc. It had everything to do with members of Congress tipping off the American cartel who uses who used the Silicon Valley Bank to launder the money and to store it for them okay uh they got tipped off that the congress was going after them to investigate so the cartels pulled trillions of dollars from svb and it collapsed okay that's the story i'm following now since nobody else seems to want to talk about it you know who does not talk about election integrity who does not tell you that 2020 2021 and 22 2022 was stolen Who does not tell you that cartels are running this nation? Maybe it is those people who are lying to you, America. Maybe it is those people who are working for these insider establishment interests that go all the way to the top. Ladies and gentlemen, I am just saying, okay, so, you know, when you and now we have all of these people who are like, because President Trump's going to be arrested, right, they're all coming out for Trump. Now, I can tell you why they're coming out for Trump. OK, all of the rhinos, all of the fake patriots, all of the faux save America, make America great again, America first people. The only reason why they're saying don't arrest Trump is because they know it will energize his campaign And he will win beyond a shadow of any doubt, even though we know he would already anyways. And they can't have that. Now, this could be a level of 4 or 5D chess, ladies and gentlemen, wherein everyone's trying to get Americans on the con. That is to say, if President Trump were some type of custodian, right? But uh, that's not 100% the case at the moment. And at the moment, you have the fake patriots, the fake Trump supporters, the establishment rhinos, the establishment Republicans who are desperately trying to keep the populist grassroots establishment vein within their own body speaking out against the arrest of Donald Trump, which means to me that this might be maybe President Trump's announcement of being arrested today was just to throw them off. And that's why they're all saying don't do it because uh, it looks like Mr. DeSantis might be losing some favor and might be coming out a little bit weaker than they had originally thought or hoped he would be. And so, to me, America, it really seems like these people, because of what President Trump has set up for them. It's hard for them to figure out. I mean, they're they're constantly doing the hokey pokey here, ladies and gentlemen. One minute they're for Trump. One minute they're against Trump. One minute they're for Trump. The next minute they're against therefore, for his opponent. The next minute they're for they're against one of his policies. The next minute they're complaining about something. The next minute they're blaming President Trump for no red wave in 2022. They don't even look at the fact that the elections were stolen. Okay. Um, so they're doing the hokey pokey. I mean, uh, there was a really good example here, you know, now, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of good examples, right? There's a bunch of good examples. I mean, okay. We could start with one of the obvious ones, which had absolutely nothing to do with the arrest of president Trump. I mean, it was just something I think that was set up to divide Americans. And that was the whole Tucker Carlson thing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, because if you, you watch the way that the establishment and the matrix works and you know, you figure out the way that they're doing things. Now, <clears throat> if you look at this thing here, uh, thinking about Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson is given the January 6th footage, the unreleased footage, 41,000 hours of unreleased footage. Um, of course, compromised, I'm sure threatened, I'm sure blackmailed, bribed, whatever I'm sure. Right. And then they come out and they start talking about how Tucker Carlson hates, He hates President Trump and he can't wait to do away with President Trump, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that was, ladies and gentlemen, pretty basic and pretty desperate of the establishment to put that information out there, you know, but it's a small example of what these people do. Uh, Let me see if I can pull this up here. So you had this. Where's that? Oh, here we go. So you had this. uh, What was it? Um. And I shared some of this with you guys when we did the initial uh, Tucker Carlson and January sixth episode uh, a few episodes ago. Tucker Carlson praises Trump day after leaked texts revealed his hate for Trump, right? And it's the same thing that you see behind the scenes with all establishment hacks. They hate Trump. They can't stand him. He's messed up their trajectory in life. Okay. Alex Jones said the same thing, okay? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So You know, I mean, I think sometimes I think that the people of America took to heart the the phrase forgive and forget a little too seriously. Ladies and gentlemen, let me give you some wisdom here. You should always forgive. It's good for your soul, okay? It's good for you mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. But that does not mean that you have to forget. Okay, what is wisdom derived from experience? And if you forget your experiences, you end up living in the same crap over and over again. What is that also like? Doesn't the definition of crazy kind of tie into that as well, ladies and gentlemen? So you see what I'm saying here, right? You can forgive, but you might not want to forget. And if you have a hard time forgiving because you can't forget, all you need to do, and it's easier said than done, don't get me wrong, is release the emotional attachments that you have toward the scenario or situation or person that you need to extend your forgiveness to. Release your emotional attachment to the feeling or release the feeling that the situation or person gave to you. Forgive them, but don't forget. Because then you're bound and destined to repeat the same failure, if it was indeed a failure. So, you know, forgive, but don't forget, okay? Now, that's what I'm saying with all of these people, you know, all of these people. I mean, We had, like, how many prayer services did we have for Donald Trump on Monday? Right? Yeah, I'm not. I have nothing against prayer. I believe in the power of prayer and the power of faith, ladies and gentlemen. I believe it does more than move mountains. I believe it does a whole lot more than mustard seed can do in that regard, compared to the universe. But all these prayer services, like I'm just like all these shills pop up to pray for President Trump, right? Like they are just so desperate to be part of the narrative. That they have to include themselves to bring in all of their viewers and all of their audience and scalp them for all of their money and fleece them for all of their uh all of their uh you know like uh, <laughs> retirement checks, their pension checks, their uh their social security checks. That's all these people do, really, is fleece them. Now everyone loves and adores Tucker Carlson, and he might be trying to make some changes in his life. But I mean, everything that I've seen about his past tells me he's establishment. Okay, everything tells me he's establishment, and so that was kind of another. Even though it had nothing to do with, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, with what has come up recently with Trump's arrest or, or alleged, supposed, soon to be arrest. But that was another. That was that's that's showing you how the system works. Okay. They are trying to cause a divide here with Tucker Carlson because Tucker went out on a limb, ladies and gentlemen. Um, But we had what here, uh, according to the Business Insider, Donald Trump says Fox News host Tucker Carlson does not hate me or at least not anymore in reaction to the show on Capital Rights. So they were able to kind of damage control that and kind of uh, steer the wrap up smear that was going on between the two. Just in order to get people off of the January sixth footage and onto the divide between Tucker Carlson fans and Trump fans, that's all it was, ladies and gentlemen. It was just about of division, ladies and gentlemen. You know, and so with President Trump coming up, we had all these prayer vigils popping up, all these hundreds of prayer vigils, and some people who are very interesting. Like, I mean, what was it? we had Roger Stone on a Clay Clark prayer vigil. Really, really. You want Roger Stone, this guy who's been like uh, working against the American people for his own, uh, his own self enrichment for how many decades, you know, uh, this guy who uh, the President Trump uh, campaign uh, disavowed completely, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what the hell, you know, and that was an interesting thing there, too. There was an article over at what was it, at the Gateway Pundit, right, where they're like, they're like, what was it they were saying? They were like, um, president Trump calls in for a prayer and I'm not dogging on the gateway pundit, but you know, I also, I also have issues with a whole bunch of things. I have a whole bunch of issues, ladies and gentlemen. I have a whole subscription. I don't have issues. I have a subscription. What are you talking about America? Anyways? Okay. So we had this, uh, what was it? Uh, prayer call, prayer call. And uh, that was uh, Roger Stone calling in to prayer. And then, like, it's the the headline says that the call got shut down. I listened to the thing. It sounded like they were done with President Trump. I don't know. I mean, 30 minutes of it was just Roger Stone pontificating about how great he is and how great Trump is. Okay? I'm not a Roger Stone fan, guys. You know? And uh, I'm very much on the fence with Major General Michael Flynn. Okay, and that's just me. I mean, don't take it personal, and you don't. God, listen to me. Don't listen to me. Go do your own searches and resources. Right? I'm on the I'm on the fence because I've seen I've seen Mike Flynn, taint, totally change his character on the Q stuff. Okay, and I'm not a Q follower, but I saw all the Q conferences. Where everyone, like take for example, take for example, the platform pill.net and foxhole. Do you know how many people there like love Q, right? And do you know back at last, it was in December of 2020, Well, was it? No, the summer of 2021, they had this Q event in Dallas, Texas. And they had the videos there and everything. And General Flynn went and spoke to all these Q people right? And he loved them and he adored them. And President Trump is the president. He still backs up President Trump. I get it. Okay. But you know, a couple of months ago, I showed an interview where President, where uh, General, well, that's what he wants. General Flynn wants to be the president and all of these fake patriots are trying to get him in. Like that's the inroad right there, guys. I'm not saying Flynn's a bad guy, but what I'm saying is the man for the job right now is President Trump. He's the only one that has the record. He's the only one that has shown America how to get the job done and kept his word about it. General Flynn, well, you know what? He has not had the uh, opportunity to prove that to America. But what I can tell you, one thing that always I always got on my mind, because like I was saying, I, I, I aired an interview a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, where Flynn totally changed his character. He was like basically say basically, and I'm putting words into his mouth, but what I got from that interview, what I heard General Flynn say through his words, reading between the lines, was "fuck Q patriots, keep these fucking crazies away from me," because he was saying these things. He was saying, "I want to deal with reality. I don't want to take a, I don't want to talk about this fake stuff. I don't want to talk about this idiocy, these imbeciles, these Q idiots." He was saying that. Okay, total change of character. Okay. Wendy Rogers did the same thing. She's chastising her constituents. She's scolding them. She's telling them to shut up. She's being disrespectful. She's cutting them off. This is a total change of character. Okay. These people, not Mike Flynn, but these people like Wendy Rogers are our servants. Okay. I don't care how much you want to prop up election integrity and Trump. OK, but if your actions do not match your words and your actions do not match the intentions that you are relating to the Americans and you do not belong in their presence and Flynn and Rogers both did the same thing. OK, and that's the only real problem that I've had with Flynn up to this point, guys, is just that. OK, is just that total change of character. OK but he does not have the record that President Trump has and everyone, everyone and you know what I maybe I'll lose some viewers maybe I'll lose some followers. I'm just giving you a point of view and a perspective do with it as you will, America. but for years people said that the reason why General Flynn was unmasked was because he knew where the bodies were. he knew where all the bodies were America and Q. Flynn has not been arrested or in prison for months to years, over a year. I don't know. I don't remember when he got out. I mean, time is moving so fast right now. Like six months feels like two years, right? Where are the dead bodies? Where are the dead bodies, America? If the reason why Flynn was unmasked is because he knew where the dead bodies were and he was such a threat to the Obama administration. Don't talk to me about timing. When is the time? He could have told us where all the dead bodies are between now and the time that he was freed from jail or whenever he got out of it or whenever America bought him another house. It doesn't matter. The point of the matter is if he really knew where all the bodies were, why hasn't he talked? Why hasn't he said and divulged all of the information that everyone has propped up into pushing him up to run against President Trump as president? Now, America, that was all speculation. That was all conjecture. You know, so you do with that as you will. But these are the questions that are on my mind. You know, I mean, it's like Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's out there saying, oh, this is what's wrong with the Republican Party. We have Republicans who are for Trump, but then they're against Trump. We have Republicans who say this and this and that, and then da, da, da. You know why, you know, Charlie Kirk, shut the hell up, okay? Because people like you are working with the Council for National Policy. The Council for National Policy props up Mike Pence and all of the establishment rhinos, and you go and give speeches there regularly. You take their money regularly. General Flynn was given a warrant by the council for national policy now for all we know that's just like you know uh, that's just like part of the strategy right make him look like he's being propped up so this way they don't know that he's working against the cfnp the cnp don't matter okay point of the matter is you got people like charlie kirk who are now crying for trump and telling him not to arrest them and it'd be the biggest mistake and you republicans need to get on board and stop acting like you're against trump when this motherfucker is fucking working for the cnp I mean, come on, America. They are an establishment Rhino think tank, do tank, funding tank who props up people like Mike Pence, ladies and gentlemen. And there are people who speak out in in defense of the CNP. Okay, who who are like we love people like Felix Schlafly and 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 others who worked for this establishment Rhino think tank do tank and all of their actors and all of their little minions and all of their little operators and and uh, and influence operators are all out there. They've had to call some of their generals onto the battlefield to to like get in the gap for them because the Americans are waking up and we're not taking it anymore. Okay, you follow that line of research ladies and gentlemen i dare any patriot or supposed patriot out there to go and dig into the counts for national policy and you tell me what you find or not it's your choice but i'm just saying ladies and gentlemen of america i can't you know these people who are doing these things and they're talking to americans so they can, can continue to fleece them of their funds as if though the inflation were not enough. As if though this hidden tax were not enough. Now we have to deal with the hidden tax of fake patriots fleecing uh, Americans for their money because they are depending on them to do something for them instead of doing something for themselves. God helps those who help themselves. Faith without works is dead. Get off your ass and do something then. Because... Tuning in, giving views, giving likes, supporting, subscribing, following, and giving your money to these talking heads has done what? Nothing, America. Get your head out of your asses, America. Get your head out of your asses. Don't give me money, okay? Save your money, all right? But get right with it. That's all I've got to say. Get right with it. So well, for whatever reason this was coming up, I um, was going to close or round out today's episode by going over some of President Trump's statements over at Truth Social, ladies and gentlemen, um, because, uh, well, you know, we so we can keep kind of keep – he's released and, in fact, we'll probably do a drill down on a lot of policies – uh, that he's been releasing, he's been releasing a lot of policies, America. Let me tell you about, like, you know, t- just jumping real back, real quick, jumping back into the whole cartel running the cities. I mean, has anyone put this together yet? Right? You heard what President Trump said about the new cities initiative. We're going to start to charter new cities. Why do you think we're doing that, America, just to build new cities? Or did you ever think, America, and you heard this here on the C Report? First, okay. Did you ever think it's because they're about to bust all of these major municipalities that are crooked all the way up to the top? And maybe they're being run by the drug cartels and they're going to need new cities for innocent and honest Americans to go to? Did you think about that? Did you think about the fact that these cities are going to be shut down because they're crooked all the way to the top, right? From the governor to the mayor to the city council, down to every single uh, bureaucratic or hired administrative or elected. Position, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna need new cities because we're gonna shut some cities down, ladies and gentlemen. At least that's what I see now. Probably all of the uh, all of the people with intel are gonna start telling that story sooner or later. it to be like. They're going to be like, when President Trump is present again, he's going to go after all the cartels in the cities and shut them down. And that's why he's making the New Cities Initiative, so we can have new cities, because he's going to shut down the cartels. And then the military is going to drop out of the sky, and uh, God's going to come on a chariot and blow all of your enemies' heads off, because he is loving and he is, uh, you know, fearless. I mean, that's a little—I'm I mean, not trying to be blasphemous here, but you, you see where this starts to kind of sound kind of crazy, right? But they're going to tell you that, okay? That was just my idea. All right. So I'll let them, we'll let them run wild with it, America. Anyways, so uh, let's see here. President Trump said five days ago on his Truth Social account, the fake investigations by radical left Democrat prosecutors are nothing other than election interference into the politics of a failing nation. Make America great again. You know, today... And I'm not a big fan of AMLO. You guys know who AMLO is, right? He's the president of Mexico. Not a big fan. He's a socialist. He worked with Trump, right? And then he worked with Biden. But today, uh, President AMLO, that is, uh, who can remember it? What does AMLO stand for? President Andres, what does the M stand for? Uh, Oh, Andres Manuel Obrador. No, wait, Lopez Obrador. Right, President AMLO, President Operador, right? <laughs> Comes out today basically in front in defense of President Trump and basically says just that. He says, Well, you know, in Espanol, okay, he's all pues. <laughs> pues I, I can't, I'm not that fluent. He says, Well, you know, uh, if, if they indict President Trump, it's because they're trying to keep him off the ticket. Okay. And all of the globalists are all, I'm low. that's not what we installed you for, right? I, <laughs> Uh, But there's honestly no telling what else is going on there, to be, if I'm being absolutely honest with you guys. Next statement, the person heading up the New York City investigation into the now ancient and many times debunked Stormy Horseface face Carrie Bradshaw Daniels matter is none other than top DOJ Washington, D.C. operative Matthew Colangelo, one of Merrick Garland's senior officials who was quietly snuck into the local Manhattan D.A.'s office so that the DOJ could say they were not involved with this local prosecution of a popular 75 million votes president. Who knows, though? Maybe they're making, maybe they're there to make it legit. <laughs> I mean, he's telling, okay, so basically he's giving them the information. You know, people are going to go out there and find out they're true. Someone's going to be like, wait a minute. Did Matthew Colangelo actually work for Merrick Garland as a senior official? Then they're going to go look it up. <laughs> then they're going to find out he did. And then they're going to be like, wow, and now he's a Manhattan district attorney. What are the odds, right? Next statement. Does anybody believe that sleazebag disbarred lawyer Michael Cohen went before a grand jury yesterday and did little but talk about it today? You're not allowed to do that. Just like in Georgia, where the juror was severely astonished oh, admonished for talking. Cohen has no credibility at any level. A total loser, ladies and gentlemen. Next statement, wow. Bill Maur- Bill Maher's ratings are dying, but he's starting to recognize that I'm leading in the polls by a lot and that the investigations are all a politically motivated hoax. So maybe I won't talk about his poor ratings anymore. I'll focus instead on Morning Joe and his sidekick, Mike, who are hitting all-time lows. (laughs) Gotta love it, ladies and gentlemen. Gotta love it. What is this? Okay, uh, I'm going to flag this one for later. We'll go ahead and put this on my reposts. Oh, whoops! Not quote truths. Uh, yes. Okay, we're gonna do a drill down on all of pre- well, not I'll probably not all of them. This man has been releasing so many policy, um, policy suggestions for his next administration. It's hard to keep up with. Like he's doing a lot right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's very hard to keep up with. Uh, let's let's check this out. Now, this is a statement from his twenty twenty four campaign, "Make America Great Again." Statement from the Trump campaign on the Manhattan DA's witch hunt. It says, radical, oh, sorry, excuse me, Uh, DA's witch, there we go. It says, President Donald J. Trump is completely innocent. He did nothing wrong. And even the biggest, most radical left Democrats are making that clear. From Russia, Russia, Russia to the Mueller hoax to impeachment hoaxes one and two, and even the unlawful Mar-a-Lago raid, Democrats have investigated and attacked President Trump since before he was elected, and they failed every time. Now Democrats are at it again, pushing the nuclear button and attacking a president because of a disgraced extortionist. This is happening because President Trump is leading in the polls by a large margin against both Democrats and Republicans, and there's never been anything so blatant in American political history. If the Democrats can do this to President Trump, they can do it to you, America. The latest witch hunt is being brought on by George Soros-backed radical left Democrat prosecutor Alvin Bragg. Bragg has made political donations to fellow radical Democrats like Raphael Warnock, and now Bragg is making a political donation of a different kind to Joe Biden. Everyone knows it's a great sham. In fact, the Department of Justice stocked the DA's office with top people from Washington, D.C. to help get Trump at a local level. Americans will not tolerate radical left Democrats turning our justice system into an injustice system to influence a presidential election, which is all they want to do. Our country is not going to let this happen. This will backfire massively for the Democrat Party and end in disgrace for our nation. And that was from Stephen Cheung, spokesperson for the the Trump campaign. So, uh, very strong and very, 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 very explicit statement. Uh, You know, it was interesting, too, on that note, uh, when they're bringing up... um, uh, Well, it being a witch hunt, etc. What was it that... uh, Oh, what was it that? Uh, was it Ron DeSantis, right? Was kind of making a statement, but not making a statement. And then the whole George Soros thing came up in Ron DeSantis' statement, which is interesting. Because, I mean, I'm not saying that DeSantis accepted the endorsement of George Soros, but they're throwing out there as a buffer, well, he's the only governor to kick out a George Soros backed district attorney. But George Soros backs Ron DeSantis. Maybe not monetarily or financially, but definitely in spirit, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, you see, this is where this is going to hurt Ron DeSantis, right? Let's check this out. Uh, It says here from President Trump, his next truth at Truth Social. Why is Ron DeSanctimonious paying the Babylon Bee, a non-entity, $5,000 a month? So far, $21,500 if he's not running for president. And now that was another thing, too. I had heard some people say about DeSantis running for president, but isn't that interesting? Okay. So you guys are going to see how money buys influence. There are very few agencies and entities of integrity out there. Okay, very, very, very few agencies and entities in charity. Now, I'm not saying that Ron DeSanctimonious was paying the Babylon Bee $5,000 a month to run, you know, good stories on him. He might have been paying them $5,000 a month so that they would not run parody stories on him. You know, I don't know. But apparently the Babylon Bee is being bought and it's a major conservative um, establishment. I'm going to say establishment because it is something that people go to on this side of the aisle, right? Do you think that they'll be pushing President Trump in 2024 if they're already taking money from Ron DeSantis now? That's the way this works, ladies and gentlemen. Forget what they say. Look at what they do. President Trump goes on to say, just because his poll numbers are tanking, probably because of his desire to cut Social Security and Medicare, does not allow him to campaign without an announcement. You don't spend that much money on the Babylon Bee if you're running for governor. In fact, you don't spend money on the Babylon Bee if you're running for anything. <laughs> ah, that's crazy, guys. Yep. And he sure has, ladies and gentlemen. He sure has been making them donations to the Babylon Bee. I'm going to go ahead and re-truth that on my Truth Social account. You can find the C-Report at Truth Social. Uh, The handle is at MRCTV underscore. That's MRCTV underscore. Mr. C-T-V underscore. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Next truth from President Trump. In addition to wanting to cut Social Security and raise the minimum wage to at least 70 and Medicare... Rhino, Ron DeSanctimonious, is delivering the biggest insurance company bailout to the globalist insurance companies in history. He's also crushed Florida homeowners whose houses were destroyed in the hurricane. They're getting pennies on the dollar. His insurance commissioner does nothing while Florida's lives are ruined. This is the worst insurance scam in the entire country. You gotta wonder what he's talking about. So let's let's look at this again. Ron DeSanctimonious, Rhino. And I believe he's a rhino at this point, ladies and gentlemen. He's just playing the game he's got to play to be the strongest contender for the establishment against Trump in 2024. But it says uh, he's delivering the biggest insurance company bailout to globalist insurance companies in history. I think I might need to take a note of that one, America, so I can dig into it because that sounds like a story with legs. So our next statement from President Trump, the next truth says this, the fake investigations by radical left Democrat prosecutors are nothing other than election interference into the politics of a failing nation. Make America great again. So that was a retruth. Okay, so we got that. Oh, I was like, ah, that sounds so familiar. I'm pretty sure I've already said that. Okay, next statement from President Trump. He says, remember, Ron DeSinctus, <laughs> strongly opposed ethanol and fought against it at every turn and he'll do it again they always go back to their original thought he also fought against social security wanted to decimate it and voted against it three times and on social security while we're at it he wanted the minimum retirement age to be lifted to people that are 70 years old a substantial increase he also voted to severely cut Medicare. Remember, he was a disciple of Paul Ryan, a rhino loser who's currently destroying Fox and would constantly vote against entitlements. Ryan is a big reason that Mitt Romney lost his reelection, And to be honest with you, Ron reminds me of Mitt Romney. He's like a twin. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, The other mitten to Romney's mittens. (laughs) At Ron. That's another thing I had a question about, y'all. Maybe some of you guys can help me out with this. Why do we have so many rhinos on Truth Social, right? Like Truth Social is a Donald Trump platform, right? It's an America Free, it's an America Free platform, right? A free America platform. What, but all the rhinos are on there too. There's so many rhinos. Like, why do these people have accounts on his page, right? Like on his so in a, on his network. Like I don't get it. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so. Anyways, if you're with us if you're with us on this podcast, you go over to my social. <laughs> you can see what I said. Okay, hold on. Wait, did I not did I not retruth that? I know I retruthed that. Hold on. All right, America, you're listening to the C Report with your host, Mr. C, Michael Aaron Cassades. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having a good time with me today. Um and uh Make sure you share and spread the show. Uh, wow. Okay, cool. It posted. All right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay. Next truth from President Trump. What is this? It's in in-case-you-missed-it moment. President Trump truthed, despite having a job that entails exchanging small talk and pleasantries on a daily basis, the Florida governor tends to brush off those obligations and struggles with basic social skills. The governor's aversion to pressing the flesh and his concern over the risk of unexpected interactions with the public is already so well known. Uh, It's a Daily Beast article, Mr. Trump, President Trump, I don't know. I would lend too much credence to that. Who changes the pronunciation of their own last name in their 40s? Is there anything genuine about this guy? What? Well, I mean, to be fair, my last name's pretty hard. But DeSantis to DeSantis to DeSanctimonious, guys got to get it together, right? Right, okay, so uh, here's some more of President Trump's administrative policies. I'm gonna go ahead and like and retruth those so I can get them together for an upcoming episode. We're gonna go through all of them, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to, and then I'm also probably still going to do the uh, Twitter files. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do that yet. It might be on subscriber only for the truth. Uh, the Twitter files. But the only reason why I would do it that way is because the Twitter files is something that any of you all could access at any point in time. It's not like it's new information. It's just going to be my perspective. So I might just do that on subscriber-only basis, but we'll see. Next, truth from President Trump. Apple temporarily removed the number one song on the iTunes chart, Justice for All, doing massive business, beating every other song. So why was it removed? They said it is going back up, but guess what replaced it at number one? Trump won by Natasha Owens. I'm sure the radical left is happy about that. That's awesome, actually. (laughs) Now, I heard about them removing from iTunes the justice for all. You know, it's enough to make you want to stop doing business with Apple. Wait, that's what it took, America? Anyways, okay. (laughs) Stop using Google. I say it's go ogle. I, this is, you know, I, you know, I will tell every single First Amendment podcast out there. Stop saying, oh, just Google this, or uh, I Googled this, or I Googled that. What the hell, America? I thought you guys were against censorship and anti-free speech, and yet you, you literally tell everyone how, you you know what, just replace the word Google with the word search, okay? And uh, get it out of your language, get it out of your diction, You remove it from the, anti-nomenclature it, okay? I searched this. I searched that. You know, really, this is being a little bit anal here, right? Guys, stop using Google to do your searches, patriots. Especially those of you who have shows out there that broadcast daily, sometimes multiple times a day. You search your information. You don't Google your information. Stop go ogling. Okay. Do not go ogle me. Do not go ogle anyone. Do not go ogle any information. Search it. Okay. Put your money where the mouth is. Okay. Cause you know, you, you, it's, it's innocent too. People don't, don't mean, there are a lot of people who are off of go ogle who don't use go ogle, but that's still what they say. It's just, it's a practice of self-awareness America. Be aware of yourself and what you say and correct it in that instance. And when you do that enough, it becomes a habit. And when it's enough of a habit, it becomes second nature. All right. So, but no, this is great though. This is great. Justice for all removed and then replaced by Trump one. Now, what does that tell you? When songs like that are going to number one, And they're beating all of the establishment entertainers. That says something, America. That says a lot, actually. If I'm not being too... Sanctimonious. (laughs) Hold on. We got some more Trump truths uh, that are his uh, policies for... His next op- optically visible administration in the White House. Okay. Uh, here's another. One. Oh, we already did that one. That's a retruth. This is not. Let's get this one up. Okay, we're almost at the end, ladies and gentlemen. President Trump says, "Our nation is now third world and dying. The American dream is dead." The radical left anarchists have stolen our presidential election and with it the heart of our, our country. American patriots are being arrested and uh, held in captivity like animals, while criminals and leftist thugs are allowed to roam the streets, killing and burning with no retribution. Millions are flooding through our open borders, many from prisons and mental institutions. Crime and inflation are destroying our very way of life. Now illegal leaks from corrupt and highly political Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent... Did I miss something here? I feel like I missed something. No, that was right. That was a single statement. I apologize. Uh, And a very true statement indeed. A very good statement indeed. Our nation is now a third world country. The anarchists of the radical left have stolen it. Patriots are being arrested and held captive like criminals and leftist thugs, even though they're not. (laughs) Very true. Very true indeed. Very true indeed. So here is his next statement. And this says page two. Now illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan district attorney's office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors fairy tale. The far and away leading Republican candidate and former president, his words not mine, of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest, take our nation back. Okay. And then that got, that actually, that statement got caught in a quagmire. Okay. Because people were saying that he's going to be like insurrecting himself, right? Because he made that statement. Anyways. Okay. So let's do this real quick. Okay. Next statement. President Trump says it's time we are a nation in steep decline being led into World War Three by a crooked politician who does not even know he's alive but who is surrounded by evil and sinister people who, based on their actions on defending the police, defunding the police, destroying our military, open borders, no voter ID, inflation, raising taxes, and much more can only hate our now failing USA. We just can't allow this anymore. They're killing, killing our nation as we sit back and watch. We must save America. Protest, protest protest president trump's calling for a lot of protests right now ladies and gentlemen that's interesting okay um next statement biden wants to pretend he has nothing to do with the manhattan da's assault on democracy when in fact he has stuffed the da's office with department of justice people including one top doj operative from dc who is actually running the horse face witch hunt Bragg is a Soros racist in reverse (laughs) who is taking his orders from D.C. I beat them twice, doing much better the second time. And despite their disinformation campaign, they don't want to run against Trump or my great record. And indeed, sir, your record is not beaten. Next statement from President Trump. When Alvin Bragg first attained office, he made it very clear that, like many other prosecutors, there was no case against Donald J. Trump. Then the Biden administration, the Democrats, and the fake news media began pushing him, and pushing him hard. And lo and behold, he said that there might just be a case after all. I knew what that meant. He was being pushed to do something that should not be done. He was not willing to stand up to Soros and the Marxists that are destroying our country. Strong statement about Alvin Bragg, guys. President Trump says, it is, I find it hard, very hard to believe that a racist Soros-backed DA who lets murderers, rapists, and drug dealers walk free and who has presided over the biggest violent crime wave in the history of New York City is using the power of his office to persecute, indict, and prosecute a former president of the United States of America for no crime. The witch hunt never ends, but we will make America great again. Just reported, Trump says in his next statement, that the most important witness to go before one, before the New York City grand jury A highly respected lawyer who once represented convicted felon, jailbird, and serial fake storyteller and liar, Michael Cohen, will be doing so tomorrow afternoon. The information he will present will supposedly be conclusive and irrefutable. Witch hunt! Next statement. Remember... The same animals and thugs that would do this to perhaps 200 million people, but actually all Americans are the communists, Marxists, rhinos, and losers that are purposely destroying our nation. That would include the rhinos, the fake patriots. Can you imagine, says President Trump, the great New York City Police Department correctly referred to as New York's finest who, for the first and only time in history, endorsed a president, me, and honored me as man of the year, having to defend and protect the defunders and cop haters of the radical left that want to put their greatest champion and friend in prison for a crime that does not exist? All the while, the Soros backed DA allows murderers and other violent criminals to freely roam the sidewalks. And that spelled wrong of New York. All right, decoders and bakers, get on it. What does sidewalk mean? <laughs> is he talking about Chinese people now or what? Anyways, okay, Just I'm just picking fun. Um. Okay, next statement. It is the district attorney of Manhattan who is breaking the law by using the fake and fully discredited testimony, even by the Southern District of New York, Of a convicted liar, felon, and jailbird, Michael Cohen, to incredibly persecute, prosecute, and indict a former president, and now leading by far presidential candidate for a crime that does not exist, Alvin Bragg should be held accountable for the crime of interference in a presidential election. Oh, you go get them where it hurts, President Trump. You use their words and their actions against them, but you know. Uh, He might be using the words against him. That doesn't mean that he's going to start advocating for, uh, oh, I don't know, like ballot harvesting. Anyways, all you fake rhinos need to figure that crap out right away. Anyways, uh, let's see what's next. President Trump says China, Russia, Iran, North Korea and other nations of a less than friendly nature are busy carving up the world as our once great United States of America sits back and watches. We are a failing nation with open borders, fake elections, and a horrible inflation-riddled economy. We no longer set the standard. The standard sets us. Our so-called leader does nothing except eat, sleep, and... S-H-I-T, America! Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? (laughs) I'm not a sports fan, so I don't understand the Joe DiMaggio reference there. Okay, unless he's talking about Joe Biden. (laughs) But why insult Joe DiMaggio, right? <laughs> Anyways. President Trump says there are many years beyond the statute of limitations, which in this instance is two years. More importantly, there was no crime. That's to do with the stormy horse face McDaniels uh, case. See, like, I see like people like Mike Levin, right? I see all these people on True Social. And I'm like, why are you on True Social? You're so against Trump. Like, what the hell? You're just trying to fleece his base. That's all you're trying to do. President Trump says the lead prosecutor for the corrupt Manhattan DA's office worked as a lawyer for cricket Hillary Clinton and her law firm. Let this Democrat firm with others to volunteer left this Democrat firm, pardon me, So he worked for the Manhattan DA's office and uh, for uh, Hillary Clinton and her law firm. He left this Democrat firm with others to volunteer to get Donald Trump at the DA's office for free. He quit in a huff when D.A. Bragg said there was no case here. He then unethically and illegally wrote and published a book about the case while it was going on. This is unheard of stuff. The case is now completely compromised and reports are that Mark Pomerantz is in trouble. Good. Good. Next statement. Just out, District Attorney Alvin Bragg received an excess of $1 million from radical left enemy of Trump, George Soros. Bragg is also very close to the Clinton campaign. Republicans and conservatives are more united than they have been in many years. Even Democrats don't like what's going on with the Manhattan DA. This is a continuation of The Greatest Witch Hunt. All right, what's this? de Sanctimonious will probably find out about false accusations and fake stories sometime in the future as he gets older, wiser, and better known. When he's unfairly and illegally attacked by a woman, even classmates that are underage, or possibly a man! I'm sure he will want to fight these misfits just like I do. Whoa, what does President Trump know about Ron DeSantis? I don't know, or that we don't know. Exclusive, Ron DeSantis partied with underage girls at drinking party while teaching at a Georgia school. What? I mean, don't get me wrong. I had teachers that partied with us when we were underage, but they kept it appropriate other than allowing us illegal uh, for our age. Uh, substances, ladies and gentlemen. At the time, <coughs> makes you wonder what he knows. If disbarred and fully discredited lawyer Michael Cohen is not indicted for perjury, then perjury does not exist. <laughs> Wowzer, wowzers! There, exactly, sir. That's uh, President Trump's statement on Michael Cohen. Justice for All has been put back up by Apple after they mistakenly took it off Apple Tune, Apple iTunes, says President Trump. Let's get justice back to number one. The J6 prisoners will benefit. It's now number six. Of equal excitement is the fact that three of the top ten songs have been strongly featured by Truth. Number one two days ago was Trump won by Natasha Owens, which is still on the list, and number one is now... End of the World by John Rich and Tom McDonald. This is the second song we made number one for John Rich. Truth is hot. That's awesome. That is awesome. I guess that's the reason why you have all the fake Trump supporters and all the rhinos on Truth Social, right? President Trump says, Rhonda Sanctimonious is dropping in the poll so fast that he soon may be falling behind young Vivek Ramaswamy, who is another George Soros. No, he's a World Economic Forum hack. Vivek Ramaswamy. People are beginning to find out that Ron wanted to destroy Social Security and raise its minimum age to at least 70. He also had strong plans for cutting Medicare and still does. Nothing good happens when you are a disciple of Super Rhino Paul Ryan. Also, Florida did great long before DeSinctus came along, got my coveted endorsement, shot up like a rocket, and won. I think it's the end of the line for Ron Zanktimonious, ladies and gentlemen, if I'm not being too blunt and forward about it. All right, guys, I think we made it to the end of President Trump's statements for Truth Social. Something I used to do quite... Uh, every show we opened with uh, President Trump, so... Um, going to get uh, back into doing that. Oh, here's another one. In the history of our country, there cannot have been a more damaged or less credible witness at trial than fully disbarred lawyer and felon Michael Cohen. The Southern District of New York, SDNY, wrote a scathing assessment of him, including Michael Cohen is a lawyer who rather than setting up and setting an example of respect for the law, instead chose to break the law repeatedly over many years in a variety of ways. Each of his crimes involved deception. And deception and lying is what he is doing here. Remember, Michael Cohen was a lawyer who also represented clients other than me and who did business transactions for himself, like taxicab medallions, etc. I had nothing to do with this outside business. On three separate occasions, Cohen asked me to grant him a presidential pardon on events having to do with these outside interests. I said correctly, no. Sometime after that, he became a fake storyteller and began to lie about events. Oh, here's page one. While Congress is at it, they should look at the corrupt attorney general of New York, Letitia James, who got elected solely on I Will Get Trump platform. Without knowing without knowing anything about me. She then brought a completely bogus lawsuit which is presided over by an AG picked Trump-hating judge, a political hack whose court this case should not be in. It should be in the commercial division, but he would not let go, is pushing it hard, and knows exactly what he wants to do. The chief judge of New York State should remove this ridiculous case to the commercial division, where it belongs. Legal professionals are asking why this has not happened long ago. It is disgraceful. Whoops. So we got a lot of stuff going on here. Reports and almost everybody says, even after in-depth legal study and review, that there was no crime, no affair, no booking error or misdemeanor, no nothing other than now proven lies by Michael Cohen, a convicted felon and perjurer, and the strong likelihood of an extortion plot against me. So after getting crushed yesterday by Cohen's highly respected attorney with the case against me fully disproven, why is the DA searching for yet another witness? Trump derangement syndrome hmm Okay And oh we only got we only got two more ladies and gentlemen. are you ready? No one more. President Trump's final statement for this episode, how can a highly controversial George Soros-backed district attorney, Alvin Bragg, who presides over one of the most crime-ridden, violent, and dangerous cities in the United States, with no retribution towards these heinous criminals, bring charges against the 45th and quite possibly the 47th president of the United States, who received more votes than any sitting president in history, over 75,000? Oh, 75 million, excuse me, and who is currently leading all candidates by a lot when there is no crime of any kind. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if truth is as hot as they say it is, you could probably understand why the district attorney's case is falling through the cracks in spite of their lies, in spite of their deception, and in spite of any omission that might be helping their case. All right, guys. I just wanted to share some of that with you all this afternoon, this evening, this night, this morning, whatever time it might be when you're watching this or reading or listening to this podcast. Thanks for being here. Um, and uh, do make sure you go to thecereport.com. Check us out at Twitter, at The C Check us out at Truth Social at MRCTV underscore. Don't forget the underscore. You're going to get taken somewhere you don't want to go. Um, I appreciate you all being here. Thank you again to the new followers and subscribers across all platforms. I will continue to be uploading these episodes as I may and they will be pre-recorded for now. But uh, do stay tuned and do look to the future. Please share these episodes, um, share the links and the website. Get it out there, America. Keep me here in your pocket or in your ear, as it were. This is Mr. C saying thank you and signing out for another episode of the C-Report. Always, 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 my fellow Americans, from my heart to yours, be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. I will see you all next time. Take care.